on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. The Brewers' funk continues. They lose a fourth straight game. Turns out the off day does not cure all woes, although today's loss happens in a little bit of a different way. Yeah, they don't score a whole lot of runs. Two runs on seven hits, but we have not seen Josh Hader give up a run in a regular season game in quite some time. If he would have had a scoreless inning tonight, he would have set a new major league record for most consecutive scoreless appearances at 41. Instead, he's tied for the major league record as he gives up a couple home runs in the ninth inning. The Brewers threaten in their half of the ninth, but they don't get anything across, and they end up losing by a 3-2 score. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewer Vinny Rotino is going to join us coming up in just a few moments. And if you want to join us, you can do so as well by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. And we'll try to figure out what's going on with this team right now. That's all coming up. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Phillies by a 3-2 score. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Here it is. Smash to third. Reyes to second one. And the relay in time from Keston Hura. Couldn't have come at a better time. But the Brewers end up losing today. They fall to Philadelphia 3-2 the final. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, live at American Family Field. We'll uh, bring in Vinny Rotino here in just a moment. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620 or tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We do bring in Vinny Rotino. Vinny, let's start with this. What did you think about the pitches that uh, the Phillies hit for the home runs there without Bone Matt Veerling there in the ninth inning? Well, I thought Alec Baum shut his eyes and swung, and just like Jose Peraza did when Josh Hader um, blew his, his only save and the only run that he has given up since this since tonight. And so I thought he totally closed his eyes. I hate Alec Baum. I think he's terrible. Uh, he was a first-round selection back a few years back, and I just, I, I'm just in shock, quite frankly. But I do think Alex Baum is not a good major league player. He's got an OPS of 657 this year. Um, and he closed his eyes and hit a homer. He get, totally guessed on that fastball. He got on top of it. It was a good swing. He absolutely crushed that baseball, but it's uh, few and far between for those um, for those swings for that guy. And then and then Veerling, he's okay. It was a, I thought that was that slider was hanging a little bit in the middle of the zone. He went down and got it and got it out of here. But I, I'm totally in shock. I think uh, Josh Hader probably started a new streak coming up here. The, when when things aren't going well for you. Like, these are the kinds of things that happen. The, the Brewers couldn't find a win in those final three games against the Padres. They haven't been playing great baseball here recently. You don't lose these type of games generally when everything's working for you. These type of weird anomalies always tend to happen when you're in a funk, and it's like they just beat you down that much more. That's a good point. Yeah, It certainly seems that way, right? I mean, 
Um, and, and it goes the other way as well, right? I mean, I, I think if the Brewers were on a nice winning streak, they would have came up on the on the positive side of this game. Pablo Reyes would have got a blue pit or something or swung first pitch that was right down the middle. You know, it just seems like things compound when things are not going your way, and they're not going their way. They're not going the Brewers' way right now, obviously, with the four-game losing streak, the longest streak of the year. And it, it, what have they lost? Five of the last – I'm sorry, six of the last seven. Uh, so they're not playing well. Uh, they had to turn it around. And their only win in there is with that game that they bluntly had no business winning in that opener against the Padres. Right. I mean, it could be a seven-game losing streak. I mean, yeah. they're really good. So, yeah, they got to find a way to turn it around, obviously. I – I like the fact that Hunter Renfro is back in the lineup. He looks good. He's ju- he just missed that last pitch against Corey Knable just off the end. I think he'll find his rhythm again really soon. Uh, and then that is going to impact and kind of have a domino effect on everybody else. Hopefully Willie Adamas, they say, is coming back tomorrow. So both those guys back in the lineup, as soon as they start getting back into their rhythm, it'll have a domino effect on the rest of the lineup. And then just getting to that four-run mark is really all they need to do in order to win. So um, not worried whatsoever about the back end of the bullpen. Obviously, Josh Hader was just a total anomaly, like you said. They'll bounce back from this. All right, so I've been looking at social media a lot, and there's a lot of people who have been critical of Craig Council for allowing Reyes to hit there at the end of the game. And my question is, well, then, who else? Because you'd use Lorenzo Cain as a pinch runner, and I mean, Cain's hitting 169. Say what you want about Reyes. He's a 286 hitter. He's actually been a better hitter than Cain has uh, recently. When you had to remove Colton Wong, you put Keston here in there, and then Jace Peterson eventually came in. Is, uh, with all due respect to, to Alex Jackson, is he really going to give you a better at bat there than, than Pablo Reyes? Like, I just, People are complaining, but one of my big things is if you're going to complain, give me an answer, and I don't see what the answer is. No, I mean, that's a tough spot to hit in. Pablo Reyes is a triple-A player, up-and-down triple-A guy, and then all the pressure is on you to break out of a four-game losing streak. I mean, that is not easy to do. That's a very tough spot to, to hit in. But like you said, who, who else are you going to bring in? Alex Jackson would have been in the same spot. Uh, I guess you could have – hit Lorenzo Kane there, but you needed him to pinch run. You, you just needed him to because you don't want to burn your bullpen um, and, and tie that game up. You want to win the game right there. So bring in low Kane to run. If a hit is uh, if someone gets a hit, you win the game. So I, I don't have a problem with the, with the move there. They just ran out of, they ran out of players. Yeah. Um, and they, they lose Colton Wong and it's a, it's a calf deal. I guess he's been dealing this with this for a while. He took a hit by pitch uh, a week ago or so, and this is just something that's been kind of creeping up on him. It's good to get Hunter Renfro back. We were a little bit surprised that Willie Adamas was not activated today. Uh, sounds like it's almost a sure thing that he will be active tomorrow. But this can't be a situation where you, you get one guy back and then you lose another guy. So it's, it's, I think it's a little disheartening for this team that they do see Wong go out today. It's it, they're the snake bit right now as far as injuries are concerned. I mean, a lot of a lot of guys are getting hurt, and they're not getting hurt at a, at a great time right now, right? So, um, I mean, you saw Colton Wong the, the fact that he can't had to come out of the game, and then Keston here proceeds to throw away two baseballs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you can't you just can't have Keston here play second base every day just defensively. I think he can play there for a game or two during the week. Uh, but yeah, they, they got to get healthy. 
Um, Colt Wong getting hurt is a big deal, even though he hadn't been swinging the bat great up until this point in the year. Uh, but the defense is, is – and he hadn't been playing real great defense either, but it's still be- – it's their best option for defense, especially with a guy like Jason Alexander on the mound who gets a ton of ground balls. And you're going to have the same thing tomorrow with Adrian Hauser on the mound getting a ton of ground balls. So, um, you know, maybe hopefully Colt Wong shows up at the, at the ballpark tomorrow and he's fine. But I, I actually – you know, I don't know what they're going to do going forward. I mean, they got to get healthy. All right, so let's talk about Jason Alexander a little bit because this is what impressed me about him. He pitched in and out of trouble. And we see veterans, Vinny, pitch in and out of trouble all the time. But that's one of the most challenging things to do in baseball is to get the ground ball when you need it, to work out of a jam, to, you know, all the baseball cliches that we can throw out there. And Alexander does that today in his second major league start. And I know he only goes to five innings, but gives up a run on seven hits. But the thing that struck me is he's out there looking like a veteran working through some of these high-stress innings. Uh, I love this guy. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, he, he is – he's 29 years old, and that's the second start of the big leagues. I mean, I just talked about how Pablo Reyes is up and down, and that's a really tough spot to hit. You can tell the nerves are getting to him a little bit. And, and you just don't see that from this kid, Jason Alexander. I mean, we saw it a little bit in that first inning until he got that double play in Wrigley Field. But, my goodness, the kid's been waiting as long – I mean, he was selling cars – in a used car lot in, in 2020, and all of a sudden he's pitching in Wrigley Field two years later. So, I mean, you can expect that a little bit. It didn't take him long to get comfortable. And now all of a sudden, like you said, he's pitching out of jams. He's making pitches in big spots. Um, that is not something that you can really teach. Okay, I've, I've watched a lot of baseball. I've been in the game now 20 years uh, on the professional level, and I just noticed that about guys, and I noticed that about this kid all the way back in spring training when I saw him. I was like, oh, that's interesting. This guy is attacking. He, he's very confident. He's sure of himself there on, out on the mound. I'm telling you, that is, we take that for granted when we watch big leaguers that have been there for five years and have really established themselves. But for someone to come up in the situation that he's in, age 29, selling cars two years ago, and to do what he's been doing, that's, a, that's, that's not – uh, common. That is a rare thing. And I think this guy, as long as there's injuries, he's here to stay in the rotation. He's going to be totally fine. I think he's a back end guy, just like he's doing. He's not going to strike a bunch of guys out, but he's going to get weak contact. And he is a, he's going to be a consistent performer for this team. And, and the Brewers need him, quite frankly. All right, so he was in—he was not in the Brewers organization until this year, and they went out and, and signed him to a deal and brought him to the organization. What you just mentioned, what you saw in spring training, if you went back to your scouting days and you saw that, how do you deliver that message to the organization that like, nothing about this guy is really going to jump off the page in terms of uh, the, the things that we can quantify, but when it comes to those non-quantifiables, you, hey, hey, David, hey, Matt, you, you got to take a look at this guy. It factor. That's it. He's got the it factor. He's got the Justin Turner factor, right? So Justin Turner, I played with him in 2013. He was a bench player. He was up and down for his entire career. He was with the Mets. You could tell in this dude's eyes and in his brain, he was thinking he was better than David Wright and needed to play third base every day. You could tell that about him. It's the way he carried himself, the way that he went about his at-bats that he got one or two at-bats a week, and he was confident and sure of himself. I'm telling you, it's not easy to do. 
you find every you find guys every once in a while that can just go and pitch their game or play their game and it doesn't matter the stage and then you go and acquire those guys yeah, i'm telling you acquire those guys and i, I guarantee you and they will be better than the majority of other players that are not that. I, I didn't have that. That's probably why I, I look for that and, and can pick that out of a – it sticks out like a sore thumb when you see it. But he's definitely got that, and, and I'm glad that he's, he's part of the Brewers roster at this point. Got a text message uh, that reads – actually a tweet that reads – I know they won't have any position players in the All-Star game this year, but it's embarrassing how not even close they are to that status at every single non-pitching position. How does a team built like this expect to make a deep postseason run? That came from uh, at Thumbs Up Barry. All right, so um, it's an interesting point, actually, because I think I think the, the tweeter is right. There is not a position player All-Star this year on this team. Now, we've seen... Uh, a Christian Yelich in an all-star game. We've seen an Omar Nervais. And, like, there's guys who have been all-stars, but there's probably not an all-star position player this year. Vinny, this is a team that openly talks about them being in a competitive window and maybe a championship window. Can you win a championship if you don't have any position players playing at an all-star level? Mm. I mean, with their pitching, then that's an interesting question. That's a great that's great insight by the person who asked that question. I, I think with the pitching that they do have and with the back end of the bullpen, it's plausible. They have to have guys hitting all kind of at the same time. And you hear Craig Council talk about that all the time. Like either you have a bunch of guys or a handful of guys carrying your team at one time and then they're going to cool off and then a couple other guys will then carry your team. You hear him talk about that all the time. So either that happens and kind of, it's choreographed throughout the year like that, or you have a bunch of guys have quality at bats and then you get that next big hit. And that's what they haven't been consistent in doing either of those things. So um, it would be nice to have a big bat at the, uh, in the middle of their order. I mean, they didn't have that really last year. I mean, maybe Willie Adamas, you could argue once he was acquired by the Brewers, he was that lineup anchor. Um and, and I thought they could have won the World Series last year. Okay, so for the record, I do think they could have won the World Series last year. They would have got a past the, the Atlanta Braves. I mean, some of those uh, playoff series are kind of coin flips. These teams are so evenly matched. So um, I do think they can win it, um, but it's not going to be easy. And um, they, they've certainly got the pitching to do it. Um, they're probably going to end up having to go out and acquire someone. I don't know who that name is or, or who they would even be discussing, but someone similar to who they acquired last year in um, blanking on the name, um, third baseman for the oh, uh, Escobar, Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, Eduardo. Yeah, someone yeah. similar to that. I think just another cog in, in the lineup. All right, Vinny, good stuff as always. We'll check in again tomorrow. All right, sounds good, Matt. That's Vinny Rotino. Brewers lose today to Philadelphia by a 3-2 score. We'll take a break for the news, and we've got uh, the, still the comments from manager Craig Council and the highlights and a lot more to get to. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Winning heaters ready. Here he comes. Swinging a drive to left center and deep, and we are going to be tied. On the long home run by Alec Bohm. And no doubt about that, baby. 
That tie didn't last very long. Just a couple moments later, Matt Veerling hit a home run, the second home run, and the second run given up by Josh Hader, not just tonight, but this year. And the Brewers end up losing to the Phillies 3-2. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Grab a couple text messages from the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Doug texting in says, thought I was having a nightmare Hater giving up two home runs to the bottom of the order. What are the odds? 100,000 to one, but I'm not blaming him. Blame the offense. Too much pressure on pitchers almost every game. It catches up with you. I agree with you 100%, Doug, 100%. And I don't say that too often, but you're, you are spot on in what you just said in that te- This is going to – Josh Hader is a human being. There are going to be times where guys – they may miss where they're trying to swing and they just happen to hit it right and hit a home run. And that's what happened. And yeah, this year the Brewers in one-run games, even with the loss tonight, they're 13-7 and in one-run games. I was actually having a conversation with Scott Warris about this recently because that's, um, that's a scary statistic because a lot of things that happen in a baseball game are, are really random. And there's a lot of luck that happens inside of a baseball game. So... If you're winning one-run games, that means you probably had some lucky things happen during the game. You also had some non-lucky things, some things that were talent. I'm not saying it's all luck, but you can hit the ball off the bat at 105 miles per hour, but if it's right at somebody, it's going to be caught. Baseball is a game where there is luck involved in it. So one-run games tend to be rather random. The fact that the Brewers have been so good in one-run games, that can be a little bit worrisome because at some point, will those random things that have been going for the Brewers in those kind of games start coming back in the other direction. David McGuanago says the Brewers need to get one guy that they can build their offense around. One guy having an all-star season makes it so much easier for the other guys. What do you think about a trade for Rafael Devers? So the idea of Devers on this team, like just in a, you know, in a filter, is, is fine. He's a good player. Uh, to get that done, so there's, I think there's a few dominoes that you have to push down on this one. First off, he he was offered a contract by the Red Sox and didn't like it, and reportedly with a lot of money, and he didn't like it. So he wants to break the bank, meaning if you acquired somebody like him, he's probably a rental. The Brewers are probably not going to be able to afford him. Uh, so what are you going to give up? You also have a pretty good bat at third base in Luis Urias. Like, third base is not the position that you're looking at right now saying you really got to upgrade at that position. So you say, well, you can make Urias part of that deal. He can go to Boston. Well, then you just gave up a guy that you've got club control on for a rental of Devers. Like, it just... If they're going to bring in a big bat, and it would be good for them to bring in a big bat, I still feel like the outfield, and specifically center field, is the area, maybe first base. I mean, you're getting pretty good production from Rowdy Telez, but if you got a, a top-notch, all-star, you know, 30 to 40 home run kind of run producer at first base, uh, I think you would you would certainly look at that, right? So I don't, I don't know if the... Um, I don't know if Devers makes sense when you really jump into it a little bit, uh, but that's um, that's kind of that. That would be my initial thought on it. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll get the post game comments. The manager Craig Council next here on WTMJ. Three two. The Brewers lose to the Phillies this evening here at American Family Field. The Phillies scoring two runs on two solo home runs against Josh Hader in the ninth. 
He, if he would have thrown a scoreless inning tonight, he would have set a major league record for most consecutive scoreless appearances at 41. Instead, he is tied for the major league record at 40, which obviously is still pretty darn good. As you might expect, his manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago. Uh, the first thing he was asked about was that ninth inning and Hayter giving up those home runs. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's going to happen. Um, you know, and unfortunately, we could only give him a one-run lead kind of going into that inning. Um, so, it, you know, it, we'd, we'd pay the price for it. But, um, and I mean, it's, it is. He's been so good. It's, it's surprising. But it's, you know, we know at some point it's going to happen. Craig, we're just talking in here. Sorry, Sophia. But neither one of those pitches looked like they were really bad pitches. The one was really up and yep. it was kind of down. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think in that case, you, you know, the hitters did a pretty nice job. Um you know, Baum had a pretty had a good at bat against him in Philly. Um, flew out to the wall to end the game um, on a similar pitch. Um, you know, he just he just caught up to this one a little better. Um, you know, and uh, you know the Verling one's kind of conf- more confusing, to be honest with you. But it, give the guy credit; he had a you know he had a pitch. Offensively, it's another quiet night. Um, they obviously have a very good pitcher going. Um, do you think it was that, or do you think? It's well, I I, th- I thought Suarez pitched really well tonight. Um, you know, we saw him earlier. I just I thought he was really good. He's got good stuff, and he threw a lot of strikes tonight. You know, I thought we. You know, in, in Philly, he was a little more scattered tonight. He was just, he's really good in the zone, and his stuff, the stuff is good. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we got a couple of big two out hits to put some runs on the board, but, um, you know, we did, we didn't really put together rallies tonight against them. Any update on Colton? Um, it's a calf, it's, it's a calf issue. Um, it's it's day to day. Um and I don't think it's he's been it's been bugging him, um and it just got to the point where it was you know, affecting him too much essentially. Could when you look back at that, did that impact the game? Just in taking away some choices at the end? Um, um Yeah, I mean Yeah, but that's 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 the game. I mean you, I mean that's what do you you know, what are you gonna do? The guy Colin got hurt. You know, we we got to be able to make a move. Craig, what did you think of uh, Jason's night? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, what Jason's going to do is he's the ball is going to be in play and it's going to be on the ground. Um, and we played some really good defense to get him to get him out of some innings, and then we we gave him a couple extra outs, and he did a nice job putting the ball back on the ground to get himself out of innings. Um, so he he did his job. You know, he hung in there. Um, and did a nice job and only gives up one run because he's able to get those double plays um, that, that gets him out of some jams. Speaking with the media just a little while ago, Dan texting in says, um, all sports are a battle of attrition. The final three or four series are all that matter. I think management to get there is all that matters. All teams experience highs and lows. It's too early to talk championship. Let's get there first and enjoy the journey. I don't think those things are mutually exclusive, Dan. I think you can enjoy the journey, and I am a I am an enjoy the journey guy. Like I I dismiss people who don't enjoy 
a regular season because all they want to do is see the team in the postseason. And, and I don't care what sport it is. I don't care if we're talking about the Packers in the regular season. I don't care if we're talking about the Bucks in the regular season. I don't care if we're talking about the Badgers in, in the regular season where everybody just get get to the postseason. Like there's, there is value in the regular season, and in baseball that's more true than any other sport. You're playing 162 games, and it means so much to win the division. But in, at the same time, Dan... There's nothing wrong with talking about this team having championship aspirations and having expectations that they do get to the postseason and that they have a long postseason run. I think it's completely fair to put those type of expectations on this team uh, just when you look at the way the roster is built, the pitching that they have, the future where there's going to be a lot of guys getting some substantial raises, even the schedule change happening where you're not playing the teams from your division quite as much after this year. Like, There's just a lot of reasons that this is the year. I'm not saying they have to win a World Series, but I am saying they have to have a pretty decent uh, playoff run this year to think that this whole entire experience that is the uh, what the 20, uh, 2022 Brewers is a successful endeavor. All right, we'll come back. We'll go through the game with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. A tough 3-2 loss for the Brewers this evening to the Phillies pitching matchup. The Brewers have Jason Alexander making his second career start. Ranger Suarez going for the Phillies. Looked like the Phillies might have something going in the top of the first inning. Kyle Schwarber walks, then Reese Hoskins gets a base hit. Runners on at first and second with Bryce Harper coming to the plate. And the pitch. A liner dug out. The second one, they'll go to third again, and now they've got Schwarber in a rundown, and he's gone. That's a double play. The odd way, but the good way, they got both. Odd way indeed, and then they get out of the inning on a good defensive play with Nick Castellanos at the plate. Castellanos waiting. Here's the 1-0 delivery. Swinging a bouncer up along third. Tough play, Rez. Barehand pick, throw. Got him! What a play by Pablo Rez. Oh, he picked it clean. Good defensive inning there in the first for the Brewers, and then they would break through in the bottom of the first inning. With two outs, Christian Yelich gets a base hit against the shift, and it brings up Andrew McCutcheon. Now the pitch by Suarez, a swing and a smash to third down the left field line. Yelich is going to go to third easily. He may score. Here he comes. The throw from Schwarber. It is late. The third is McCutcheon. And the Brewers have the lead. Say what you want about Christian Yelich. He is still an elite base runner. It is so much fun when he gets those opportunities trying to go first to home. Great base running. He scores, and the Brewers have a 1-0 lead. The Phillies tied up in the third inning. Mickey Moniak leads the inning off with a base hit. Then Kyle Schwarber walks. Runners on at first and second. A fly out allows the runner to uh, take third. Bryce Harper hits a sacrifice fly. And it is a 1-1 game as we move along to the bottom of the third. Eventually we get to the fourth inning, and the Brewers take their first lead of the game. Christian Yelich leads the inning off with a base hit. Uh, With two outs, there's a wild pitch by Suarez that allows Yelich to take second. So he's on in scoring position for Rowdy Telez. Here's the 1-1. And Rowdy, a line drive into left. Coming on is Schwarber. He won't get there. 
Around third is Yelich. He will score. Telez digging for two. Here comes the throw, and the throw is offline. Telez in there with an RBI double, and the Brewers back out in front, 2-1. to one. Phillies would try to answer that run in the top of the fifth inning with one out. Reese Hoskins gets a base hit, then Bryce Harper singles. So runners on at first and second for Nick Castellanos, who singles to shallow left field, and that loads the bases for JT Ramuto. Here it is. Smash to third. Reyes to second one, and the relay in time from Keston Hura. Couldn't have come at a better time. Big time double play right there. Alexander's able to get it. That would end his day. Five innings, giving up just the one run. Had some trouble that he had to pitch through, but he does indeed pitch through it. It remains a 2-1 game. Hobie Milner throws up a zero in the sixth inning. Brad Boxberger does the same in the seventh. We go to the eighth inning, and Devin Williams comes on to pitch for the crew. Gets Nick Castellanos to fly out and JT Ramuto to ground out. So two out for D.D. Gregorius. Now the 1-2 delivery. Bouncer hit back up the middle. Tough play and the throw is going to be in time. That was Luis Urias on the 6-3 ground out. So it takes us to the bottom of the eighth inning. Brewers clinging to that 2-1 lead the day over for Ranger Suarez. He pitches seven good innings, giving up just the two runs. Connor Brogdon comes in for the Phillies in the eighth. He puts down the Brewers, and we go to the ninth inning. New pitcher into the game is Josh Hader. First battery faces Alec Bohm. Waiting, Hader's ready. Here he comes. Swinging a drive to left center and deep, and we are going to be tied. On the long home run by Alec Bohm, and no doubt about that, baby. First run, first home run, first blown save for Hader. After Bryson Stott flies out, Matt Veerling comes up as a pinch hitter. Swing and a drive in the left. This one is well hit. This is going to give Philadelphia the lead, and it is a home run for pinch hitter Matt Verling. His first home run of the year. So we go to the ninth inning. Brewers need a run to tie, two to win. Former Brewer Corey Knable on to pitch. First battery faces Andrew McCutcheon. He walks after a Hunter Renfro flyout and a Rowdy Telez flyout. There's now two outs of the inning, still one on. Victor Caratini draws a walk. Runners on at first and second. Then Jace Peterson draws a walk. Bases are loaded, one run game, two outs, ninth inning, and Pablo Reyes at the plate. Here he comes. Pablo, a half swing. Did he go? He did. That call made by the first base umpire, Trip Gibson, and this one is over. 3-2 the final as the Phillies knock off the Brewers with the win. The Phillies go to 26-29. and The Brewers drop to 33-24. First time in a while that's been single digits over 500 for them. Winning totals for Philadelphia. Three runs, nine hits, no airs. They leave eight for the Brewers. Two runs, seven hits, one air. They leave seven. Winning pitcher is Brogdon, 1-0. The loss to Hayter, he's 0-1. Also charged with a blown save. Canable the save. It is his 10th of the year. Home runs in the contest. Bohm hitting his fourth. Veerling, he hits his uh, first of the year. The game lasting exactly three hours. Three hours on the nose. Played in front of a crowd. 
of 27,109 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Phillies at 3-2. We'll look ahead to the second game of this series. Also get you some scores from around baseball. We'll do that next as we wrap things up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 3-2, Brewers lose to the Phillies tonight. Two home runs against Josh Hader in the ninth inning. Mike Fasalo, the senior director of media relations for the Brewers, tweeting out just a bit ago some of the uh, streaks that were snapped tonight for Hader. 40 straight scoreless appearances that tied a major league record, so he would have set a new major league record if he could have uh, done it tonight. 38 straight scoreless innings that's tied for sixth all-time in Major League Baseball history for relievers, and 32 straight saves. Those are the streaks that do come to an end this evening. Around the NL Central, the Cardinals lose in 10 innings to the Rays 4-2. Cubs lose in Baltimore to the Orioles 9-3. Cubs give up five home runs. The Tigers win in Pittsburgh over the Pirates 5-3. And the Reds at home defeat the Diamondbacks by a 14-8 score with that Cardinals loss. The Brewers remain a half game up on St. Louis. Around the Brewers minor league system, low A Carolina. They go to 10 innings against Myrtle Beach, but they lose by a 10-8 score. High A Wisconsin, they give up three runs in the bottom of the eighth inning, and they lose in Beloit 6-4. Double A Biloxi at home, they lose to Tennessee 5-2. Nashville and Norfolk was postponed due to rain, and that game is going to be made up coming up on Thursday. Brewers and Phillies, they will play game two of this three-game series coming up tomorrow here at American Family Field. The pitching matchup tomorrow, Adrian Hauser will go for the crew. He is 3-5 and five with a 3.51 ERA. He'll be opposed by Aaron Nola, who is 3-4 and four with a 3.92 ERA. 7-10 first pitch, network coverage at 635. Overall coverage, Brewers warm-up at 6 o'clock. I'll talk to you after the game with Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.